When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of our favourites up next, Roach, uh, his first two years at Woodville West Torrens. Premiership, Premiership, lost his cape last year. He was known as the super coach. It disappeared. They finished in seventh position. But, gee, they lost some players during that uh, the last couple of years. They've got a few back this year to find out a little bit more. Jade Sheedy joins us. Hello, Jade. Kim, Roach, how are we, boys? <laughs> yeah, not bad. Happy New Year. Yeah, likewise. Uh, what did you get up to before we get into footy? How was the summer break for you? Yeah, it was good. Went back to Muldura, which uh seen mum and dad. Haven't been back there for a while, so it was nice to see family and, um, yeah, just relax, really. I mean, we, we get a decent break, but it's not it's not too big. The boys are back at train on around the 7th, 8th of January and, and mm-hmm. sort of finish on about the 23rd of December, so we get the sort of two and a half weeks, as probably most people do, and then back into it. But it was a, yeah, it was a nice break. Did you have the annual family sabbatical down at Robe, is it, that you normally go? Yeah, to Beachport. Beachport, no, we didn't, that's we it. didn't go this year. Yeah, yes. No, no we didn't go because mum and dad were back in Mildura and we hadn't been back there for about four or five years. So we did that trip instead. So, yeah, one one year we do the river and the next year we do the ocean. So it's, it's a good mix. We've spoken to you over the last few years and uh, it was unbelievable what you did in the first and the second year given the players that you're losing. It's just become a little... Um, a little factory for uh, making AFL footballers down at Eagle Land. Uh, you've got a few back this year, though. Jimmy Rowe, Riley Collier, Dawkins, Zane Williams. Tell us about the recruits. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're the boys back from from AFL. Obviously, yeah. Lucky to get all three. Really. I mean, James. We know James's story, mm. um, and he's he's come back to us this year through the Adelaide Crows and. Then Zane Williams as well had a brief stint at, at Geelong. He got taken in the in the mid season and he was doing some terrific things last year for us before he went in the mid season. He ended up playing state footy. Uh, and then yeah, lucky enough to get Riley Collier Dawkins, who was talking to a couple of SNFL clubs. He wanted a bit of a sea change and yeah, got on really well with Riley and he'll he'll give us um some extra depth through the middle of the ground, which is great. So yeah, we see James playing in the middle of the ground as well. Like it's it's good to obviously get James back and then not Park him in a forward pocket, he's, he's done that. And then his next transition in footy is to go in and, and be a dominant midfielder, which we think he can. You thought that he could play midfield minutes uh, at AFL level. Do you think he was unlucky? Oh, I'm, I'm biased, I know. I mean, anyone that plays probably 36 games in two years and gets delisted, I mean, they're the stats, would yeah. would think that you'd be unlucky. So I can only go off the stats. But, I mean, I, I watch James closely and, Got a good relationship with him, and um, you know, used to still talk to him, and um, and obviously when he was in, in the AFL system, and yeah, I thought he played some some good footy, um, but it's hard to know when you're not in that system. Like all clubs, they they have to make list changes and and see different people playing in different roles, and so I'd rather leave that for them. Jade, intrigued with Caleb Polder. Now he's signed with the Footscray Bulldogs. Did you knock on his door at all over the off season? Yeah, absolutely. We reach out to all our juniors. They're our first priority yeah. um, as a footy club is to always get our 
our juniors back. Sometimes they, they come back here, sometimes they stay in Melbourne or Perth, and sometimes actually go to other SANFL clubs um, as well for a bit of a change-up. But we always make contact with them and always try and get them back. And I think Caleb's really settled into Melbourne life. Okay. Um, he's got a Melbourne girlfriend. And, yeah, he's got some great mates at our footy club. Zach Phillips, one of his best mates. He's a young developing ruckman in our footy club. And, but, yeah, I think Caleb's time of life and what he was doing, he was enjoying Melbourne and, and wanted to stay there. And, okay. and who knows, next year might be different. Mm. Okay, interesting. Talking big ruckman, uh, you've lost one. Who fills Jared Redden's yeah. boots this year? Yeah, big boots <laughs> to fill. Uh, uh, so we've got a we've got a couple. Obviously, Zach Phillips uh, is a young young ruckman coming up. This is Zach's third year now it's at senior footy. He's a state under eighteen ruckman um, a few years back, and obviously we, we recruited David Brinker Ritchie, who's from the Box Hill Hawks. He's a twenty year old. 200 centimetre who played VFL footy last year with um, with Box Hill. So, yeah, we're very lucky to get to get David. Obviously, they don't fall off trees, Ruckman, and mm. we tried pretty hard to get one, knowing that um, it was going to be Redos last year and, and as you said, a, a big void to fill. Jade, was it inevitable if you keep being raided through the national drafts, mm-hmm. the mid-season drafts, that eventually the toll was going to be taken on the Eagles or are you looking at other issues? Oh, well, you don't want to whinge, do you, Rush? But I mean, yeah. I guess it's a reality, though. Yeah, it is a reality, and it's great for our footy club. And although you want to keep winning, you know, it's hard enough to win premierships without losing anyone. I think you know the, the stats are there, and, and people know know what it was. And I think mm. we've only got four, four or five players left from 2020. So wow. a huge changeover of our footy club. And I think there's 10 or 11 on AFL list that played in them premierships that. And you're not talking 18, 19, you're not kids, you're talking, yeah. you know, 22, 23, even James Cheetahs, who was 26, and Jack Hayes. That's so right. yeah. most, most years, I think it was a combination of us being probably dominant through a period when no one else was playing. <laughs> so, you know, I guess the, the TAC Cup weren't playing, the VFL weren't playing. So um, we were winning and, and playing good footy, and, and a lot of our players were, were dominating. And so they, I guess, got got picked from AFL clubs. So this is your third pre-season where you've been in charge. How much different is it to the first one? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, we've, we've had to keep, like any coach, this is my fourth year. I'm going fourth, into my sorry. fourth year now. So, yep. yeah, so this is, yeah, we've changed a fair bit. I mean, you have to. We we finished seventh last year for a reason. And, you know, some of that, well, I guess, was what we talked about before, losing James and Jack, you know, in March and then Zane in in June, but a lot of clubs are faced with losing players in the mid-season drafts. So we need to get better in a lot of areas, and um, hence we've trained pre-season. Our team D will look a lot different this year. The way mm. we move the footy, we'll try and be a bit faster at ground level. So yeah, there's always things as a coach that you need to get better at. You can't just think that no, oh, we'll be right um, because you can get halfway through the year and you're not, and then it's a long way back. So yeah, we'll, we'll change a fair bit over the pre-season. And a tricky start to the season to navigate. You'll be away from home for the first four games because of renovations happening down there at the club. Yeah, that's right. So I don't think we're back till round five, um, which will be exciting when we get back. Hopefully we get a good crowd for that game. But oh, it's good. It's another challenge for our footy club. I think it's yeah, it's a bit of bring it on, I guess, is our attitude. Like We'll be away. and there, I mean, there's no easy game in the SNFL, but I think mm. we've got Norwood, Glenelg, North Adelaide and Sturt, so <laughs> all the way in the first four weeks. So, um, which is good. I, I guess the footy club, at, you know, I guess you 
see where you sit um, and see what, you know, how the pre-season's worked. And, I mean, every club's flying at this time, if you ask any coach. So, But we haven't played any games, so it'll be a great test for us. So none, none bigger than playing Norwood round one when they unveil the flag. So um, it'll be a good challenge for us. Yeah, Cooper Stadium, 7.40 start that one, Friday, March the 31st. You've got two, three trial games before that, North Adelaide, West Adelaide and Norwood. Do you get to say who you play or do the Sample do that? No, no, we do. Uh, it's organised between the clubs. Um, mm. This year, yeah, I, I guess there's a bit of a crossover with the draw as well. So we obviously organised Norwood the last trial and then found out we are playing them round one. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. yep. so, yeah, we did speak to the club and we, we tried to change it, but it's hard because everyone's locked in and, and there were a couple of um, quadruple headers now with the girls as well that you know tie into... Um, oh, men's trials as well with the with the girls playing. So uh, logistically, it's just too hard to change. What about you as a coach yourself, Jade? How much have you changed? Yeah, a lot. I'm a lot more relaxed now. I think. I think when you first get in, you you try and uh, I guess you put so much into it because you want to do well, and and that hasn't changed. I still live and breathe it, but I guess I've got better at being able to switch off and. Yeah have family time when you're at home because I think that's the hardest thing as a coach. You, the phone's always on. You know, you've either got a, a coach or a player or admin, you're always talking to someone. Um, so I've just got, I guess, better in them areas and been a little bit more efficient with my time as well and not, not stewing on the small stuff as much. Hmm. Jade, I'm okay. not sure if this is a biggie. You play a curtain raiser against Adelaide Sandville side. I think that's round nine when Adelaide take on West Coast. How do you feel about Sandville playing... Curtain raises. Oh, we were all for it, but I guess once again, it's um, probably a selfish point from us because our boys get to play on Adelaide Oval. So that was it's a hard gig, you know. The, the boys train four or five times a week in pre-season. They got to hold down a job as well. There's nothing better than playing finals at Adelaide Oval and getting there and you know having world world first class facilities and stuff like that. So I think that you know every time you can get an opportunity to be in front of a you know, half a decent crowd by the time probably we finish and, and play in an, an elite stadium, we, we jump at it because the, the boys do thrive in that situation and, and, they, and they love it. How do you deal with James Rowe when he probably thought his AFL career was only just starting and now it's back to the sample? How do you deal with a, a player who's had that sort of dream come, cut short, really? Oh, I think it's on the individual attitude, like Rowe's... He's first class as, as a human being, first and foremost. Like he's he's an A plus bloke, so um, it's pretty pretty easy. Like I think Rowie, you know, you obviously have to set him goals, and I guess you know we've talked about playing in the midfield a lot and and not coming back and being stale and sitting in a forward pocket mm. and you know winning Ken Farmer medals. He's he's done all that, and I guess when you go away and you play. 36 AFL games, what you need is new challenges if you mm. you know, you know, come back into a different environment. So, yeah, he'll play in the middle of the ground for us this year. He'll still spend some time forward, but that's, I guess, his next challenge is to be the best player in the competition in the SNFL um, because probably when he, yeah. you know, when he left, he was three years younger and probably wasn't the best player. So there's always, there's always great challenges and, and great goals to get to um, in different competitions. And he's been... Yeah, first class and focused, and he's a great club man. He loves the Eagles, and yeah, it's been a pretty easy transition um, for him, we hope, and, and definitely for us it has. 
You lose a talented youngster in Matthias Filippo. Um, he hasn't been shy in stating his ambitions. That's caught a few people off guard. Hello? Jade. We've lost yeah, him. Oh. got you. Yep. yep, we got you. Yeah, yeah Matthias Filippo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's very yep. confident about his future. He is Matthias. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a great kid. Like it's, it's one of those things, I guess, you've got to get to know him, don't you? Everyone's. Mm. Everyone's um, got an opinion on everyone, but he's confident, and um, so he should be. I mean, he, he had a great pre-season with us and really mixed it, you know, with all our league players. He's an elite runner. He's a real competitor. He hates losing. Um, and it was just unfortunate for him. Probably got injured at wrong times. Otherwise, he you know, probably would have played some league footy last year for us. But, yeah, he'll be fine. I think he'll, he'll carve out, with his attitude and the way he works, I think he'll carve out a pretty long career, hopefully, in the AFL. And just a quickie to finish on, how are you enjoying the integration inter, integration between the women's competition? You went down by 13 points to the Doggies. Are you having much to do with their program? I have a little bit to do with Noel, the, the head coach. We obviously um, talk and chat. and Obviously, the, you know, we deal with the board and, and a few things like that. Um, yeah, the leadership groups getting together with the girls' leadership group. Um, shortly as well so just to make sure all their values and stuff which they are are aligned and so yeah no it's really good the girls um, the girls are fantastic they're they're so enthusiastic mm. and you'd love to put some of that enthusiasm into the boys sometimes but because they're so <laughs> new into the game they have a bit of a different outlook um, but yeah Narelle's doing some great things and they're they're super fit the girls this year they did a massive pre-season and it's a long year and um, hopefully they they have a really successful year. Well, Jade, we look forward to chatting to you a little bit closer to the start of the season. You start off taking on Nord, as you mentioned before. Uh, it'll be a big game, that one. It's on Friday, March the 31st. But you've got three trial games before that. Uh, we wish you all the best for the year, and we look forward to chatting to you again. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks, Jade.